0: Hello, everyone. I'm excited to be here. Um, Yeah, I don't really have, as you can tell, my laptop and a stand. Um, I'm calling this CLA Unscripted this morning. And uh, we're going to just see where God has us go. (laughs) Because I'm fired up um, from camp. And I'm excited to just see what God has for us this morning. I really, I have high expectations and hopes that he's going to move in every single person's life here. Um, It's not a mistake that you're sitting in the chair that you're sitting in this morning, whether you've been sitting in that chair for years or whether this is your first time here. It's not a mistake. Um, I'm going to invite some people up. Um, But if you didn't know, we were just at camp for this last week. So we had senior high camp, um, then junior high camp starts today until Friday. Then there's a preteen camp and there's also a young adult camp later on in the month. So lots of camps going on. I only have the energy for one at a time now. I'm at that age where when I was like 22, 23, two weeks, let's do it. I've got it. Um, but now it's, it's too much for me staying up that late and getting up that early. I can't do it anymore. Also, I wasn't in a cabin as a leader this year because like, I love it. It's the most fulfilling part of camp, but getting kids to go to bed at camp is from the enemy itself. (laughs) And it's the hardest thing to deal with. And I just, I was, I was security as well as a camp coach. So I was doing a few different roles Um, So as security, I'm staying up late anyways, but it's like once I'm going to bed, I'm going to bed. I don't have to worry about kids talking or whispering or pranking each other. So I'd walk by windows of cabins and I would hear them still just yelling and it's like two in the morning and like, bless your heart counselors. I'm glad I'm not in there with you. But that being said, it was powerful, it was impactful, and we're going to share just some testimonies this morning of what happened at camp. And um, I know that there are some of you in here who you've been to camps, whether that's Sunnyside or another camp, and it changed the trajectory of your life. And I really believe that this camp this week changed the tr- trajectory of many, many, many kids' lives. And so um, this is important to us. This is what it's all about. And so we're going to share testimonies because sometimes it gets us out of the realm of what God is doing in our own lives or what God, we feel God is not doing in our own lives. And it shows, okay, God is transforming the lives of the people that are around us. And it gets us out of the box of what God can do. And it shows us, hey, like if he can do it for these people, he can do it for me as well. So, Levi, I'm gonna invite you to the stage. Everyone, let's give it up for Levi. <laughs> Levi just graduated, this was his last year at camp, his third year as a camper there, um, and I'm just so proud of this guy and the how far he's come, and he's nervous to be up here, but this is gonna be amazing. So, Levi, just maybe share just uh, something that happened to you at camp that was impactful.
1: Um, on Tuesday night at night service, uh, we were really just focused on um, like accepting God and like praising Him, and that was like mainly like one of the main themes of camp this year was like working on praising Him. And um, I don't know, we were at the end of service and we were worshiping, and we were in like maybe the third or fourth song, and the power went out like in the service, but like it wasn't cloudy out, it wasn't raining, the power just went out, and the music went quiet. And everybody was kind of just looking around. And then this like this black girl at the front just started screaming and like yelling. And it was it was God speaking through her to the whole camp. And everybody just sat there and listened. And like the goosebumps you got and like the feeling you got it made like kids break down, kids were crying. It was like the first time a lot of kids heard God's voice. And I know it was like the first time I heard his voice this whole year. Like, uh, throughout COVID, I didn't really, like, I wasn't really close to God or anything, but after this camp, this week of camp, I feel like this week just brought, like, God around me and wrapped God around me and, like, showed me, like, the true, like, love and greatness of God. Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you, Levi.
0: Um, I'm also going to invite Nate up. This is my friend. He was a cabin counselor, so this guy got no sleep last week. He was one of the ones I was talking about, but um, he's gonna share just a testimony or two, whatever you feel like you wanna share.
2: Yeah, for sure. Good morning, guys. My name is Nate, and I was one of the counselors at Camp Sunnyside. And I was privileged to just be with these boys and just like mentor them and just like be with them and see God move in them. And so I have one testimony from what God did during the week and it was on a Wednesday night actually. But before that, um, yeah, I had a a hard time during the week just like trying to get like God moving in them. I, I wanted to see these guys like break down and just like accept the Lord, but it was just not happening and I was just like having a hard time. And I talked to Cody and I was like, Cody, I'm like having a hard time. Like I don't see the Lord moving in them. I don't see anything happening. And then he said like, don't worry about it. Like this is, this is, this is the process. Like God moves in the, in the span of like hours, like, and it did like the way God moved, man, it was crazy. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, some of the guys that I have are like, some of them aren't even Christian. Some of them like are from broken families, broken homes, and like have broken hearts. Like, and I really feel like this camp restored them and so on Wednesday night, I was privileged to have my boys and some other, uh, some other camp guys come in into uh, one cabin and we just started to just worship. And we went till 4 a.m. like praying. My boys were prophesying, praying over everybody. And that was when God moved and that, that was when we saw a revival just happen that night. And I can just tell you now, these boys are changed for life. And yeah, I was just privileged just to be a part of that and just to like witness that. But yeah, that's my testimony from the week.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny because oftentimes I'll have, because con- I've been at Sunnyside for, I've been counseling for six years, a camper for three or four years. So I've been there over 10 years, 10 summers. And so you get the, the new counselors or the new people that come in and they're like the, the problems that they have and they talk to you about them and they're like, you know, it's been two days. I haven't seen anything. And I'm like, just, just wait, like just wait because uh, I, I don't think anyone's ever been disappointed with camp. And even one of the new leaders, he's like a fresh graduate. He came up to me and he was like, hey, I don't feel qualified to do this. Like, I don't feel like I have the spiritual fervor. I don't think I can pray for these kids. Like, some of them are just a couple years younger than me. Do I even have authority over them? And I said, hey, remember this conversation that we're having? This was right before any kids came, came on the Sunday. I said, on Friday, we're going to look back at this conversation and we're going to be laughing at ourselves. And so the, the, that night, the fir- very first night he comes in, he's like, Cody. Uh- Our weg was amazing. I have these men of God. We were praying and it was amazing. And he was part of, like Nate said, a couple of the cabins got together and the kids were up till 4, 4.30 prophesying over each other. He was in that cabin as well. And so it's just like this, like, you know, when kids are staying up till 4.30 to pray for one another, that God is moving. Like, like there, you know, you have to be up in three hours. So it's just that God is moving in such a powerful, tangible way. And so I want to share just a bit. I don't know if this is going to go 20 minutes. I don't know if this is going to go 40 minutes. Who knows? An hour. If you have to leave, just leave. That's fine. We don't know what God is going to do this morning. But I really feel like God wants to move. And I don't have anything planned. I don't have anything that I've written down. But I just, I'm creating a space for God to move in our lives. Because that's what camp is like. It's just, you know what, here's a week. And we're creating a space for God to do what he does. Because oftentimes we're so caught up in the routine of doing things and we're so caught up in the, you know, we go to our nine to five jobs. We don't create this space of God. I'm actually just devoting this time for you. And I have an open hand. I have no idea what it's going to look like. I have no agenda, but you're going to move in a powerful way. And that's what we saw this week. And I'm talking about camp is not just to instill like this jealousy or this comparison thing where it's you should have been at camp type of deal, but it's, no, it's, hey, this can happen to us right here, right now at CLA, like this morning. Like the the testimony, the hunger birthed in us where we're gonna be staying up till 4 a.m. praying for one another. It doesn't have to be excluded to this camp or to these like spiritual places that we put higher above other places. No, like this is something that we can all have right now. And so I, I remember as I, on Tuesday night, that Levi shared, the power went out and all the sound, everything just died. And again, there's no reason for that to happen. And there's this powerful moment that he talked about where all the kid, this one, this one student started crying out for God to touch the people that are around her. And instantly, you, like he said, you feel the goosebumps. You felt like God came into the room in such a tangible way. Not that he was out of the room before, but our awareness of him became so close and so real and so authentic that there were probably 200 kids at the front of the church. There was 250 kids at the camp total. And these 200 kids are all just crying out for God with all they have. They don't need they don't need a performance they don't need a fog machine they don't need a, any music or instruments they don't need a person preaching on the stage to them. The, all they need is an authentic experience with the living God who wants to touch them right there in that moment. And it's not about, it's not about anyone coming on a stage and trying to sell them something like a salesperson. Because oftentimes I feel like we've created this consumerism within Christianity where it's like, you come here and I'm going to, you're going to have some great worship and we're going to have excellent musicians and we're going to have eloquent communicators and we're going to pursue excellence in everything that we do. But then we forget that it's, it's not about that. Everything is for a purpose and that pers- purpose is for you to experience God. And you can listen to a thousand songs, you can hear a million sermons, but at the end of the day, if it's not drawing you closer to God, it's for nothing. And I, I, I don't remember many of the sermons that I've heard, if I'm honest with you. I don't remember many of the songs that we sing in worship, but I do remember the moments that I've had with God where he has touched my life and I've never been the same again. And so this morning, it's not about, it's not about this, it's not about me, it's about creating a space for God to move. And I remember that Tuesday night, the God came in and, and the music came on eventually, but I, I really felt a burning on my heart to share something. So I, I went on stage and I started, started to just share from my own life. And I known that there's, there's kids in here who are dealing with a lot of garbage, There are kids in here who have so much grief that actually like this camp was a bit of a litmus test for COVID for the effects of what it's going to have on young people because these kids are grieving. These kids are hurting. These kids are in pain and they've lost something in their life and they've been isolated and they've been dealing with so many things. And so I came onto the stage and I started speaking against self-hatred and anxiety and suicide and depression and comparison and jealousy and greed and all of these different things. And I'm looking out into this crowd of kids that are just surrendering as we sang before. God, I surrender everything to you. Like everything that I had that I came in here with, I don't need it anymore. I want you to refine me. I want you to mold me into who I was created to be. I need your purpose. I need your destiny. I need you to speak to me. And so these kids are at the front and I, I come and I'm standing at the end of the stage like this and I'm looking out at 200 kids and I say, there are those of you in here and you need to be saved. And oftentimes this word can feel so convoluted because we've created it to be just a, a, a prayer that you say, but there's no power behind the prayer. There's no transformation of your life. You say a prayer when you're a little kid and you keep going to church Sunday after Sunday, but you don't allow God to actually transform you and save your life. So the word sozo in Greek, it's not just salvation, it's to be saved, healed, and whole. There's three steps in the process and oftentimes we stop at the saved and we, we, we don't come to the healed and we don't come to the whole or we go to the healed, but we don't become whole. And so I come to this, this stage and I say, if you're, if you're in here and you need to be saved... I need you to put your hand up, whether that's for your physical life where you feel like camp is the last straw for you. And maybe you're here at CLA this morning and you're saying, this is the morning, this is the last straw for me. And this is the, I, I, like you're dealing with suicide and you're saying, I need to be saved. I need my physical life to be saved. Or there are those of you in here and you're saying, you know what, this is my last straw. This is the last thing where if this doesn't work out, my, my I'm not going to be saved and I'm going to turn away from God. I've heard all of the things and I've heard the worship and I've heard the sermons and I, it's leaving me feeling nothing anymore and I'm done with this God thing. And so I say, if you're in this room and you need to be saved, you need to put your hand up right now. And you need to act in boldness and courage and say, "This is I, like, I'm desperate for you, God. There's nothing that's going to save me other than you. And I look out into this crowd and these kids are raising their hands up and there's tears streaming down their faces. And in that moment, I get it. I don't think I got, I got being saved by God as much as I did in that moment in my entire life because i could see the hand of god reaching down and touching these kids in a way that i i, I could never i could never i can't communicate it to you my words they're going to fall short every single time you're not going to understand it unless you experience it and my 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 endeavor i i with everything that i am i want you to experience that i want you to say god i need to be saved and maybe you've been going to church week after week, year after year, decade after decade, but you've never actually allowed God to save you. And so there might be some of you in here and you're you're apathetic in your faith. And me being, and I'm, I know I'm being passionate, but it's, it, I, it's not about the hype for me. It's about the emotion that I'm feeling because I just want us to get it. I want me to get it in an even greater measure. But apathy would actually... It pushes against that fervor and it allows us to get offended. And I know that there's seasons of my life where if I was in a seat in this room and I was hearing myself speak the way I'm speaking right now, I would be offended. Because I was living in a life of apathy and I was saying, oh, Cody, you don't know what, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, you don't have the right theology behind that. You haven't read the books that I've read. You need, to just, you need to just dial it down a little bit. Your voice is a little too much for me this Sunday morning. I just got up an hour ago. <laughs> I was just at camp and I was, I was up till 2 a.m. every night. You just take it easy a little bit. But th- that, that offense, that thing that's pushing against it is, is what's actually holding you back. It's actually, it's causing you to not be whole. And I could probably be that person a month ago if I'm honest with you. Where if I was hearing me on this stage, I would just, maybe I would go take a break outside. Because there's something about zeal and passion when we're not, we haven't had this experience when we're hearing about someone else that causes us to just rationalize it and make excuses and say, oh, you don't know what I've been through, Cody. You don't know what circumstances I've been dealing with. You don't know what COVID has done to me. I've lost my job. I've lost my children. I've lost my family. I've lost whatever that looks like. And you're coming up here and you're telling me that I need to just trust God. And the answer is yes. Because he is a God who saves, heals, and makes us whole again despite any circumstances. There's no parameters on being saved by God. So I pose this question to you this morning, CLA Are you ready to actually surrender? Are you willing to let everything go? And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a part of a church that is just okay with gathering on a Sunday morning and nothing else. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a part of something that's actually not seeing God move and transform lives and bring healing and redemption and wholeness to the people that come into these doors. And then as they're being transformed, as we're being transformed, we're going beyond the doors to the people that are around us. I I want no part of that. I don't want any part of a church that is just, it's it's idol is actually the structure of what it looks like on a Sunday morning or in a small group or on a worship night. I want no part in that. Because we create idols out of the structures in our lives. We create idols out of the traditions of how our parents have done it or how we've done it for years and years or how we're going to teach our children to do it. But God is a constantly moving God. He's constantly changing the way he speaks to us. He's constantly changing the way that we can experience him. And for us to say, God, you move this way but not this way is limiting him him and his power. We also saw so many physical healings at camp. Kid after kid that we prayed for, knees were healed, backs were healed, stomach pain that they've had for years were healed on the spot, chronic illnesses were healed. And there's some of those uh, of us in here, myself included, where we were pretty bitter towards physical healing because of the tension of God. I pray for some people and they're not healed and I pray for others and they're healed. What's the deal with that? I need a formula. I need a way to do this so that I get a 100% approval rate, a 100% healing rate. But that's just not the way it works. So the, the reality is, is that we've seen some people healed so we should pray for everyone. So if you're in this place right now and, and you need a physical healing in your body, I need you to just put your hand up quickly. And if you're around someone with their hand up, I want you to lay your hands on them and we're gonna pray for healing. And here's the thing, we don't need to beg God for a healing. That's my main thing that I tell kids when they're learning how to pray for healing. We don't need to, we don't need to beg him for something. It's quick and it's easy. So God, I pray right now that you would just bring healing in Jesus' name to those with their hands up. God, I pray for knees. I pray for backs. I pray for chronic illnesses. I pray that I command Jesus, the healer, would come in and he would infiltrate their bodies right now. He would actually change the cellular matter to, to respond to your name, to respond to your wholeness, to bring that sal- salvation wholeness to bodies as well in Jesus' name. Wherever your pain, at, pain is at from a zero to 10, I just command it to go to a zero in the name of Jesus. Okay, and it, for those of you who can, I want you to test it out. Your, test out your body if you're able to. Anyone? Can anyone test it out? you know, we're standing here and we're like, Oh, what's he going to do now? It's kind of awkward silence, but it's not awkward for me. It's not awkward because God, he, he, I know he moves. So I I really, I'll stand up here until 4am. If I have to, like, I, I really don't care. I'm okay to be awkward. So if you, if you're feeling a healing in your body, even if the pain isn't fully gone, maybe it's a little bit better. Maybe you felt a bit of a heat or tingling. Can you put your hand up for me? No one. That's great. Okay, we're going to pray again. Don't, don't go back to your seats if you're praying for someone. Lay, lay on your hands again. Here, it's funny because the devil tries to like disappoint us or something. But I'm at the point now where I, it doesn't matter if no one's healed. I'm not going to be disappointed because I've experienced a God who loves me. So I don't like I'm disappointment. It can go away. It can go back to hell where it came from. So in Jesus' name, we pray for full healing over bodies right now, God. We're not going to give up just because we didn't see something in the first round. There's a second wave coming. There's a third wave coming. There's a fourth wave coming of your presence, of who you are. If we're in an ocean and the waves stop coming, there's something wrong. So God, we're in the oceans of your love. And the purpose of a physical healing is always to bring heart transformation. So in Jesus' name, we just pray that bodies would be healed right now. So again, test it out if you can. Move around, jump around, run. I don't know what you, what's going on. And if you're feeling any difference, just put your hand up. Vanessa, thank you. Come on, let's give it up. Thank you, God is moving. And again, I'm not up here to hype you up. Like, I'm not up here to... It's not about that. We can get... And I, especially in charismatic culture, we can create this, like, frenzy of, like... We just are pursuing physical healing all the time. Physical, physical... Like, and I've heard those speakers where every night they feel as though God wants to heal bodies... And that's all they say. Every, that's their ministry. But I feel like oftentimes we can get caught up in the frenzy of what that is and forget about the transformation of the other things. That's the, the purpose of the physical healing in the first place. So I'm not disappointed by anything this morning. <laughs> yeah, and, and if you're watching online, this is all for you as well. So we just release it over you who may be watching right now live or you're watching it later on or you're, it's going to be four years from now and you're going to happen upon a random CLA video and you're dealing with pain in your body and God is going to heal you in this moment that I'm speaking to you in Jesus name. Because I've heard it happen so many times where, you know, I, I I stumbled upon this podcast that was recorded whenever three, four years ago. With the intention, and sometimes the intention was that person, want you want results here and now, but they have no idea what the ramifications of the voice that is going out is going to have years from now. And that's the beauty of technology. That's the beauty of the age we're in. We have no idea how far our voice is going to reach. Whether that's a Facebook post from 19, oh, it wasn't a thing in 19, so 2000, when in 2003, I don't know when Facebook became a thing. When it was the Facebook, when they had a the in the front of it. Who knows? God, I pray for joy in this room. Hey, do you know that the, a fruit of the Spirit is joy? That the kingdom of heaven is not of bread and wine, but it is of righteousness and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's a part of the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom, uh, a ramification of the kingdom of heaven coming is joy. They will know us for the love we have for one another. And love, sometimes we like to compartmentalize these virtues of God, love, joy, peace, all these different things. And we say, oh, you know, they're going to know us for the love that we have for one another. But you can't actually have love if you don't have joy. So they're going to know us because we're actually really joyful people. So God, I pray for anyone in this room right now where you feel as though the joy has been stolen away from you whether that's because of COVID, whether that's because of circumstances out of your control, whether you've lost someone that was dear to you, or a relationship, a friendship has been broken off, you haven't felt alive for a long time. God, I pray that in this moment, whether that's a, it happens immediately, or whether there's just a progression of joy that comes crashing into your life, I pray that that would happen this morning. That this, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but you give come to bring life and life abundantly. So for those of you who something has been stolen from you, something has been killed, something has been destroyed, there's life coming. There's a life above the ages, a beyond the ages that is coming for you. Hey, Carly, could you just come up and play and maybe just the I surrender, low? I don't know, something. And that's not for emotionalism either. That's just what I'm feeling. <laughs> Let's get out of our comfort zone this morning. If you've never kneeled during prayer or worship, if you've never lied down during worship, if you've never raised your hands during worship, if you've never danced during worship, if you've never written down or drawn during worship, whatever that looks like to you, I would encourage you, hey, this is the morning to do it. Let's get out of our comfort zone. Oftentimes, the most most oftentimes I experience God is when I disrupt the routine of my life. Is when I have a pattern and I do this, 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 but I decide to go this way. Hey, I'm actually experiencing God going this way. But it's important that if you're experiencing God this way and then you change and you experience God this way, don't continue just going on this way again. Because oftentimes we can get comfortable with the new standard that we've placed, but we're not asking God continually how he wants us to experience him. So right now, get up. do, Do whatever God is telling you to do. Come to the front if you feel like you have to come to the front. It's not a time to be apathetic. It's not a time to... Say, oh, that's for the person beside me. That's not for me. That's not how I worship. How many times have I told myself that? When there's the first hype song in a worship set, which seems to be the norm, oh, I don't worship that way. God's convicting me of that. pray for a sense of your reverence to come through this room. Your holiness would come into this room. I pray that when we look into your face and into your eyes, that it would transform us. God, I don't want to be anywhere that you aren't. If you feel like you have a prophetic word or an encouraging word to someone in this room, go pray for them right now. We're not meant to be islands, just receiving from whoever's on stage. Like, hey, maybe God has the words that someone needs and he's going to use your voice to give it to them. Here's the thing. What if someone isn't going to know that they're worthy of being loved unless you actually go and tell them that? is ready to go to new levels with you new depths that you've never experienced I feel I see a picture over your life of the the book of your life and there's all these things written down and it has every single word that you've heard and your definition of what that heard it that word is based on the experiences and the way that people have told you what it's supposed to be and I see the word love and there's all these things written down and it's the deepest loves that you felt both as a husband and as a father And I see God coming with an eraser and he's erasing that definition of love because he's got a deeper love than you've ever experienced coming for you. He, and he takes your hand and you begin to write a new definition together. Your sacrifice doesn't go unseen The the things that you do behind the scenes doesn't go unseen. And sometimes you feel as though you have a bag of seed and you're throwing it with everything. And you're not seeing the plants come up. You're not seeing the fruit come out. But God is saying, thank you so much for seeding in faith with the belief that these things are going to have an impact on the world around you. Rod, I pray that you would just be touched by the presence in a way you've never experienced before in this moment. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would touch him from the top of his head to the bottoms of his feet, tangibly, powerfully. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. He is so proud of you, Rod. He is so proud of you, Rod. He loves you because he loves you, because he loves you, because he loves you, because he loves you. There's no comma afterwards. It's a period, end of story. I bless what you're doing in his heart, God. We pray for just an increase in Jesus' name. I feel like he's saying, Florence, my daughter, whom I'm well pleased. He looks at your life and he smiles. The characteristic of characteristic of God is a lamb. The gentleness of a lamb manifests itself in your life. So clearly you are a lamb to those around you. You bring peace to the chaos. You, you make lines that are squiggly straight. Your words have more power and authority than you could ever imagine. And again, he's thanking you for your sacrifice. He's thanking you for your obedience because it hasn't been easy the whole time. There's been times of, of darkness where it's felt like you're, there's loneliness. Even at the loss of your husband, there's, there's been moments of like, God, where are you in the midst of this? But he's right there with you in the pain. This goes for everyone. He's right there with you in the pain. He's right there with you in the pit, in the valleys that we find ourselves in. When we feel as though it's only shadows and darkness around us, there's a God who is there in the midst of it with us, taking our hands and guiding us and moving us forward. Dave, your best days are ahead of you. You've seen a lot, you've experienced God in beautiful, powerful ways, but you've barely scratched the surface of what you're gonna see. It's as if the entire earth's crust is the depth of God's love and you've put your shovel in the ground once. You're going from glory to glory, a glorious state to another glorious state and there's beautiful things ahead of you. It's time to get excited. Church, it's time to get excited.
3: I'm sitting, thinking, and wondering... I've got two years, God willing, before I'm 100. And I was thinking back as our leader here led us along. I remember when I was 17 or so, when I was full of life, I jumped, I was joyful, but I never had peace. And this past year... I've lost my sister. I lost my nephew with cancer. And another friend died that was very close to me. And I said, Lord, how can I speak about joy in this circumstance? And the Lord said to me, Do you have peace? And I said, Yes, Lord, I got loads of peace. So, I just wanted to say that there are times that we Can be full of joy and maybe that's our own personality I was like that until God called me I became very serious when I was 25 because I was Brought down with a very serious disease and the doctors gave me up to die and I know that my personality even changed from that time on. I was not the type to have flyboy times when I was just full of joy and knocking people over with joy. But I have peace, and I I value peace more than anything. Perhaps I'm speaking out of turn, but for me, I just wanted to share that
0: yeah peace the shalom of God wholeness all-encompassing it's not just a calm feeling it can be way more than that the prince of peace even now there's some of you who you've been dealing with anxiety and chaotic thoughts Prince of Peace wants to come and set everything straight.
4: First of all, thank you for just giving Holy Spirit space. Um, we we experienced something just in the last couple of days, uh, and I want to speak to those who have been raised, maybe within a Pentecostal environment, where there's a there's a desire for more of the Lord, but sometimes we don't have the manifestation that we've. Logged for it, then we have disappointment. We have uh, hopelessness, and uh, the bookkeeper for our ministry back in Ontario uh, had been raised Pentecostal. Her dad was a, a lay preacher, and she always heard him praying in tongues and walking in a strength and in a in a boldness of the Lord. But she had. Growing weary, just asking. Uh, but on Friday night, uh, she texted us at, at 10 to 12, said, Can I talk to you? And uh, she said, I'm, I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm, I'm praying in tongues for the last two hours. I, I can't stop. And so we were on uh, WhatsApp video with her for another two and a half hours. And all she could do was type in English in the chat as she continually for five hours just started to pray and and she just felt waves of freedom her dad had died a couple years ago Um, she's got a disabled brother she was coming to Canada in the middle of all of that and she just the freedom of God that she knew she could have but had not experienced in a moment just came and I feel this morning that some of you have, are just at that point where where it's it's nothing that you do, it, but it's just that daring to say one more time, I surrender. I I'm here, and uh, so I, I share that uh, not to put a hook out to you, but really as just an encouragement in these these days. Don't give up but actually turn into the wind and let God fill the sail that only he can do because we're we're in a time where holy spirit is moving in a very powerful way thank you
0: yeah let's it's never it's never the purpose to compare our experience with someone else So there could be some of you in here where you're, you're really tangibly feeling him, experiencing him. Um, but for those of you who may, maybe it doesn't feel that way. You haven't missed it. You haven't missed God. Sometimes he comes at the most unexpected times (laughs) I've found. And so Maybe you're in this room and you didn't feel anything and you're wondering, what's going on? Is there something wrong with me? Is there a sin in my life that's stopping me from experiencing God? You haven't missed him. But there is, a, there is this element of looking around and seeing our brothers and sisters, our family in this room, and they're tangibly experiencing something, which for me is an experience in itself. If I can see God move in someone else's life, it's as if he's moving in my own life. I think there's something about like the body of Christ where if, if an element of who we are is experiencing and getting transformation and revelation and breakthrough, like it's giving me a breakthrough. As I looked out into the sea of kids and I say, who wants to be saved? And I'm seeing kids get saved in front of my eyes. It's as if I'm getting saved again for the first time. If you look over to your left or your right and you see someone with a peace that surpasses all understanding and knowledge, that's the breakthrough they've needed for years. That's, That's something to celebrate. That's something to give thanksgiving to. And so, God, this morning we are thankful for you. We are thankful that we haven't missed it. It's not as if there's only one time that you wanna come and meet us but it's a residual, it's a renewal, it's a day-by-day thing where we're all in a different journey, we are all in a different process, we're all at different points of where we are in our faith with you and where we are in life. But morning after morning, God, there is newness, there is refreshing, there is beauty. And so Holy Spirit, I just pray over this congregation that you would just seal what you've done. I just pray against any comparison, any thief that would try to steal away because we're seeing someone else get something that we've wanted, but we would celebrate instead of compare. God, I even, I pray for the the upcoming weeks at camp as we have Neymar and Momo and Rose at, at camp this week for junior high. Would the kids at that camp experience you and would they be saved, God. Would they, would they encounter a living God who is for them? God, we pray for the preteen camp the week after. Would they be saved, God? Would they experience you and be transformed, God? We pray for their counselors. We pray for the staff. We pray for young adults camp, God. The exact same thing. Would they feel saved? Would they be desperate for your presence? Would they experience you in a beautiful way? Whatever they need in their lives. And God, we pray for CLA and the church as a whole. Would they experience you? Would they be transformed by you? Would they be saved with, by you in Jesus' name?
5: I want to thank my brother for sharing <laughs> what you were talking about. And in Acts chapter 27, it says, No, I'm a sailor, so everything I do has to do with sailing. Um... So they're in a storm, and uh, said "They used cables to undergird the ship, fearing lest they should run aground. So they're trying to strengthen the ship on the, by tying ropes around it. And they struck the sail and they were driven. In other words, they put the sail away, and they were just allowing themselves to be pushed by the wind. And because they were exceedingly tempest-tossed... Any of you feel that way? The next day, they lightened the ship. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. The ship's tackle is the only way to control the ship. And with their own hands, they threw it overboard. And when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we'd be saved would be finally was finally given up. But after a long absence from food, Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not fa- sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only the ship. For there stood by me uh, this night an angel of God whom I belong to and whom I serve saying, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. Surrender is not giving up. Surrender is giving over. It's taking the tackle, throwing it in the sea, and saying, Okay, God, it's all yours. What happens to me happens to me by your grace, your glory. Whatever that you are. Doing in me and for me. I know that you're doing for your glory, for your honor. And so I'm handing over control of my life. Not giving up. I'm still battling. I'm in a battle every day with the enemy, with uh, my own sin nature. <laughs> Anybody else there? Yeah. But I hand over my life to him on a daily basis and say, okay, God, what do you want to do with me today? What would you have me do?
0: Amen. So, parents, you can go get your kids if you haven't yet, but yeah, we can stay in this place. If you want conversation or to just talk and have community, feel free to just do it out there. But we're going to just continue on in here for a while. If you just need to soak and just rest in his presence or if you want to pray for one another, whatever that looks like. Um, yeah, this isn't just a one-time thing. God, would this be the heartbeat of heaven? Would our church like sync up the heartbeat that we have with the heartbeat of heaven? Would we pump out what needs to be pumped out? Would we take in what needs to be taken in? Wind of God, I pray that you just come and bring a refreshment to us. For those who are weary, would you blow the dust away? Would you blow the apathy? Would you blow the contentment with where we're at in your gentleness and would we just ultimately feel known and loved by you because you know us better than we know ourselves and so god this morning we just pray that this this is a continual thing. We haven't missed it. We've just begun. We've just begun. So I bless you all who are here in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed or not, whichever you feel.